Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bree. And you're listening to Nibsqueak, where we explore visual tools for working better. And today we're talking about data visualization. This is Nibsqueak. So John, what's up? What have you been up to lately? Do you remember that uh, data visualization meetup Ooh, I went to a few months ago? I do, I do. Um, the founder of the Dallas meetup. Oh yeah, your buddy Randy Crumb. He asked me to come out again and scribe another talk. Fun. So I got to thinking, we should sit down with Randy and pick his brain about how he goes about creating data visualizations. Awesome, I'd love to hear. All right, let's hear it. I come at data visualization from the data side. Uh, my degree is actually in mechanical engineering, and I spent 15 years in consumer product companies uh, doing product development and product marketing where we would get just huge data reports, consumer research reports that were 200 pages long um, with 100 bar charts in them. And, try and we had to figure out what did this information mean, and then we had to turn around and be able to communicate that information to our executives, to the retailers when we want to sell a product, and ultimately in product packaging and advertising to an end consumer. That backstory, did that lead you to love data visualization or did you did you like these like playing with this kind of information before that? Um, it did. I mean, I really had to play with the data myself and it really began to teach myself how to visualize data. I would have examples pasted up all of the walls of my office of just stuff that inspired me to visualize data in new and interesting different ways. Yeah, okay. um, and that's really what inspired me to start visualizing data internal to companies. Um, and it wasn't until... Um, about 2009 when I just started doing it publicly and doing it as a service in my own company. Mm -hmm. And what are some of your favorite projects or your, your, your favorite visualizations over the years? Is there anything that you, that you could share? Yeah, there are some fantastic ones um, that really inspired me over the years. Um, there's an annual one called Death and Taxes that is a visualization poster of the federal budget. Okay. Um, originally designed by Jess Bachman, you can now find it uh, on a website called Time Plots, uh, where they update it every single year with you know the new presidential budget every year, um, and it's fantastic. Um, and in the in the research data visualizations we do, we do a lot on both sides. There are two sides to the consumer research. There's the qualitative side, which is more focus groups and in-home interviews and journal entries. You know that very uh, front-end kind of research, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the quantitative side, which is very number-heavy. Right, you're going to go talk to a thousand respondents, 5,000, 10,000 respondents mm -hmm. in a survey. Um, and the visualizations of those are very different because um, you visualize qualitative data in a much more vague, ambiguous way because you don't want to imply that it's statistically valid information. You only talk to five focus groups or 10 focus groups mm -hmm. um, versus going out and talking to 5,000 consumers you know, and really getting some quantitative statistical results for your research. So you visualize those very differently. How do you go about creating any kind of data visualization. Can you give us a little bit of insight into your process? Yeah, so it's it's a structured process and designing data visualizations is very different from what I would say very different from traditional graphic design. Um, we start with the data um, and try and find what is the story, what is the insight, uh, what is that outlier or trend in the data that we are now trying to turn around and communicate to a broader audience. We need to understand that before we actually start wireframing how we want this data to look. The wireframe is the next step, which is, is it going to be a poster? Is it going to be an online infographic? Is it going to be in a presentation slide? You know, and we wireframe, what is that sequence of information that the audience needs to understand? There might be some background data that is required before they're going to understand this new insight that you've discovered, um, or it might jump right in. 
Um, and then, so we wireframe that and we know a structure sequence, one, two, three, four, what is it the audience is going to walk through to understand this information? Um, and then we start the design. So then we will do design concepts and try visualizing that information three, four, five different ways um, to sort of experiment and try and find a way that is best at communicating. It's something unique and different than they're going to see every other day. Um, and it's something that's really going to make the data story, that insight, really pop out of the data itself. Um, so we've done these four or five different design concepts. And then usually three or four iterations of design will consolidate that into one actual final design that we would then you know, print as a poster or release online as an infographic or put into a presentation. So that was Randy Crum, founder of the local Dallas data visualization meetup, founder of InfoNoot, and the author of the book, Cool Infographics. That was really cool. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, thanks, Randy. It was, it was great to sit down and talk through what, what does a person think through as they're trying to make a, a useful infographic. Like some of that stuff there, I, I had not really fully considered, like what's the right process to go through to make something right. useful. Yeah I, yeah, I know, I agree. I mean, I think that data visualization is one of those things that most people would agree is so cool and it can feel maybe a little intimidating. Yeah, how am I really going to do this well or am I just going to type a bunch of stuff in Excel and hope for the best? But you know, I mean, I think this is also one of those things that really anyone can do. And um, like most things that we talk about on the show, all the things that we talk about on the show, there are some really easy analog tools and yes. ways of working that can help you do it. So how do we start? So first, we, we need some data. So you got any data lying around there? Mm, all kinds of data. No. What do you mean? Do I have data lying I don't know, around? Like, a, like some bills or financial statements or like around. a newspaper with stocks mm, or like, yeah. I don't know, maybe some receipts. You got any receipts from just like oh, shopping? Oh, I got receipts. Are you kidding? All right. The Sanchez family has some receipts. Yes. What do you have? We have receipts. Um, I got a Costco receipt. I got um, <laughs> hardware store receipts. <laughs> I got a grocery receipt. Perfect. Grocery All right. Receipt. Let's do that. Okay. Everybody goes grocery shopping. So I think that's a good. Everybody that's goes a... grocery shopping. All right. So let's have a look at, show me this receipt. Let's see what we got here. All right. And take a look. Here it is. So step one, as Randy said, is let's just understand our data. So let's just have a look and see what we got here. Mm-hmm. So you Wait, have. Yeah. Tortilla chips. Mm, bon mom. We got are, hummus. Yeah, you got. We got some, Siggy's yogurt. So good. We got bananas and avocados mm, and mm -hmm. a variety of prices. There's some expensive mm -hmm. things. There's some regular things. There's some mm -hmm. sale things. So step two, according to Randy, is to do some sequencing, sequencing. and a little bit of wireframing wire of the data. So I, I, I think what he means is it's it's really organizing the raw okay. set of data. So we have this long receipt. So let's think about how we might, uh, how a, a viewer might look at this, or what's the best way well, that they might want to intake this with their eyeballs and absorb this data information. In the interest of taking the path of least resistance here, they the um, the grocery store has already lovingly on the receipt organized everything. Yeah, they're in by, categories by category, which is really lovely. So I know exactly which of the food items that I bought were. Um, meats and produce and and you got like frozen and, stuff 
and then frozen your stuff. deli. Yeah, it's kind of it's nicely bucketed into yeah. those categories. So, so I'm gonna go with those categories. All right, those so, are the categories that I want to use. All right, so we accept said organization of the data. Yep. Okay. Um, so now let's talk about wireframing it using your nibs and paper. What are some yeah. ways that you might begin to iterate and, and try some and sketches think about how to represent yeah. this data. What, what do you want to do here? Wireframes. Uh, well, okay. Well, we could do a pie chart, <clears throat> which I'm going to veto because I don't, I don't like, really pie, like chart. pie charts. I don't like pie charts either. You know what? I think we're just going to, I'm just going to go old school and go bar chart. Keep it simple. Yeah. Super simple. Okay. Just I like, like that. Bar chart. It would make it yeah. easy to read. And I think because this is a simple example, that's a great, I, I agree with that. It's a great, simple approach. For a put wireframe. it in order from highest to lowest or lowest to highest. Yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, so it looks like I need to do some computation and figure out exactly how much I spent in each one of these categories. Mm -hmm. So I've got my data. I've got it sort of organized okay, and sequenced and wireframed out. All right. It's looking good. Let's keep going. So step three, Randy yeah. talked about formatting. Bring it home. Bring yeah, it on home. Formatting. So I think this is, this is where... We can talk about color and what's what's the final formatting is the, the most fun part. Yeah, of it's all. the cool part. Like you can make a cool thing at this point. So many cool things. So what do you want to do? I want to make I want to make a couple drumsticks to represent meat. Uh, so make you can make some strawberry to represent produce. Right, so make I'm some not gonna icons. junk it up too much. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not gonna junk it up too much. I just want a little just like a little icon here. Yeah, so color. And maybe the color of each stuff. bar matches the color of the icon for that category. Love it. I love yeah. it. And then what's your collaboration in action? Yeah. And what's your best grocery receipt ever? This is how the grocery store should do and it. Why, Think why, about how many more people would look at their grocery receipts. Why can't they print them? They can print letters. Why can't they print little icons next to those categories? Why can't they? So what's your final format here? Are you going to draw this? Are you going to put oh, it yeah. in like on a, on a napkin? Week. I'm going to draw poster? this thing. All right. I'm going to draw it out. I'm going to show my family and we're going to decide what it means. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe put them up on the fridge and do month to month. You could do one for each month. and Oh, man. You could, now you're getting really next level. And you could like teach your kids about how, you know, observing trends over time for the different categories. Yeah. Do we eat more fat in the winter? <laughs> you have to stay warm. I know. Well, this is California. Not really. All right. So what I think you need to do next is these sketches and this final new 21st century receipt. We got to put this online for everybody to see. All right. All right. I'll put this up. I'll put this up. Nice idea. I will put this up on our website at collectivenext.com. Everyone can see what I buy for groceries and how it might look better on a data visualized receipt. For those of you out there, if you try this at home or at work, you try a new data visualization, please drop us a line. Let us know what of this process was useful for you or what wasn't useful. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, keep it squeaky. Keep on squeaking.